Hello, just to quickly jump in before the episode starts, we had a slight issue with Adam's individual audio, so we're having to use the Zoom audio, but thankfully, it's all fine, it just might be a different level to what you're used to, but we have a feeling you'll enjoy this one anyway. Hello and welcome to episode 115 or 115 of the Perth de Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club who are enjoying an absolutely wonderful week and joining me, Adam Kennedy, to discuss the Jambos 5-0 win over Aberdeen at Tynecastle and another 3-0 derby demolition, this time at Easter Road, is Daniel McIver. McIver, how are you? I'm doing quite well. I won't lie to you. It's going very, very well. I didn't even think of the fact that this is 115. That's amazing that you've picked up on that. Thanks so very much. Chuffed. Everything's going great. How are you? Never better. Honestly, life is life is good at the minute. And it's just this is nice. Really nice. Really nice. I love when hearts are like this. It's such a rarity. It's great. I was listening to the um, the tennis podcast and Joel Sked went, sometimes as a football fan, you often wish that you were aware of when you're in the good old days. Yeah. We are firmly in the yeah. good old days. In five years we'll be going, <laughs> mind then. So enjoy it. Enjoy it now. That's it. It doesn't last for too long, gang, <laughs> so make the most of it while you yeah. can. Um, look, we've got two brilliant, frankly brilliant, fixtures to discuss, the first of which took place against Aberdeen uh, on, what was that? Was that the Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday night? Yep. Wednesday the 11th. Um, I'm trying to look through the other Scottish scores because I cannot for the life of me remember and I realised that we should be going round the grounds. Lack of preparation. You can't blame me. It was I'm Wednesday excited. the 18th and everything. You've known Wednesday the date. The there you go. Listen, so, this is going to be yeah, the least prepped. We're just too excited, right? We're it's, probably it's, going to speed through this game a bit, unbelievably. Yeah, yeah. We're too uh, buzzed. It's, uh, it's all on the derby. But elsewhere, I mean, Celtic beats them in a 4-0 um, and Rangers won 3-2 at Robbie Park. Nobody cares. Nice. Let's move on. Hearts. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Nielsen made just the one change to the side that defeated St Mirren the previous Friday night. That was Friday the 13th. That's why I was getting confused. Yes. Um, Andy Halliday missed out through concussion uh, and was replaced by Cammy Devlin. Stephen Kingsley returned to the Hearts matchday squad after a period on the sidelines, meaning the Hearts lined up as follows. Xander Clark in goal, a back three of James Hill, Toby Civic uh, and Kai Rolls. Midfield quartet of Michael Smith, Cammy Devlin, Robert Snodgrass and Alex Cochran. Uh, and Josh Janelli, Barry Mackay, and Lauren Shankland in the Hearts attack. McIver, as strong a team as we could name, welcoming Aberdeen? Yeah, I think that in the formation that Robbie clearly wants to play, the 3-4-3-3-5-2-1-2 Christmas tree, whatever you want, this is our strongest for uh, personnel. It allows us to have a left-footed left-centre-half, a right-footed right-centre-half, and a big fucking unit in the middle who just doesn't allow anything past them. The wing-backs are, I mean, Smith, yes, he's getting on. He is getting on. But I think this week has shown that he is better than Atkinson in pretty much every department. So he is our starting right wing-back. And Cochrane's Cochrane, doing great. And the rest of the team at this point pretty much picks itself. So Are you you happy with this formation? 
with this personnel, yes. I think it's annoying when we don't have, and by personnel, I mean defence. When we mm. don't have this defence fit, we shouldn't play it. If we have to put Cochrane into the middle, if we have to move Smith into the middle, if we have to put rolls out in the right-hand side, all that part, I think we should just play a flat four. But when we've got this defence, that Cochrane, Rolls, Civic, Hill and Smith fit, I think this is our best system to play. Even despite the concerns, obviously, as you say, with Smith's age and what have you, right yeah. back. Yeah. I think this, and again, I think this week, not only just Smith's performance on his own, I think in terms of historically the two best teams out with ourselves in the old firm being so comfortably beaten, I think it shows that it is working. I, th- this is my concern. I mean, I, I'm trying to eliminate all negatives just as early on just get them out get them out the system because it really is just a, a wonderful week to be discussing only you could start but, with negatives <laughs> but no this is my concern because say hearts don't land callum patterson this window yeah we haven't seen anybody else linked mm-hmm. that is a worry for me that's fair i think Helen... later, later on in the season because i know that Smith it could eventually take its toll. I don't know then if Nathaniel Atkinson is capable of coming in to replace him. Jury's still out. I'd like a replacement for Smith in this window. Yes. Be that Callum Patterson or anybody else. I trust Smith in terms of when he plays. His fitness and injuries, I don't know if we can trust. And then it, then it's a bench option for versatility at both yeah. sweeper right wing back if need be like if and I guess Halliday can play there but god forbid if we hit an injury crisis as we tend to do yeah. then I, I you know I want that cover but yeah that's fine just get just get out of the way I was just asking um this was perhaps one of the weirdest games of football I've ever attended this was the funniest game of football I've ever attended <laughs> hands down I think I said on Twitter from minute one to minute ninety, it was just vibes. Like it just, it was just insane. I, I've never I, seen anything I, like it. I hate that word. You know that. Well, then I'm, I'm not... absolutely going to use it <laughs> Fuck, I all know throughout this fucking show. I hate that, honestly. Uh, but the the vibe that I took from it early doors was that you know what, this might actually be an even game, perhaps a tough <laughs> test, and it certainly did not unravel at that whatsoever. Aberdeen had the first chance where Ramadani shoots straight at Clark from distance after a slack snodgrass pass. Uh, but less than a quarter of an hour on the clock, McIver, and we take the lead from our first attack. Um, James Hill's long throw ability has been built to high heaven. Uh, the first chance that he's had to take one, and it's flicked on by Kai Rolls. Despite everybody thinking that it's Josh Ginelli that scored, uh, it goes down as a Graham Shinney own goal. Um, we don't care. Graeme Shinney won't want it. And Hearts are 1-0 up with less than 15 minutes on the clock, McIver. This is more a general point about the game, but I actually think, weirdly, this goal shows it the most. Aberdeen are minging. They are <laughs> so bad. Because, yes, we'll speak about it. We didn't even play that well. And the scoreline happened. And this goal, I'm not saying we've got our own Rory Delap. Where suddenly defenses oh, not like you to get carried away. Early no, in doors. the sense of I don't understand how defenses got so confused by Rory Delap's throw because it was the same thing every time. But especially <laughs> Arsenal, they always Arsenal especially always seem to just go. We don't know what's going on. We're not allowed to do anything, and that was like the Aberdeen defense. Shinny 
has time to like take a touch and clear it. Get and it he under just kind of yeah. throws his body <laughs> at it. And all other Aberdeen defenders and midfielders just don't move. As if they went, how has he thrown that that far? That's really impressive. Mate, honest to God, you saying this, like, James Hill has knocked back Aberdeen. We know this to be a fact. Jim Goodwin spoke about the long throw in his post-match presser, and they still look absolutely bamboozled when it's in the box. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I, I was just... I'll be honest, though. I was obviously right up the back of the other end. Of the, I didn't know what was going on. I just saw the ball get thrown in, a stramash, and then Gino start wheeling away. And it was like, okay, we're 1-0 up. I don't know how, but we're 1-0 up. And again, it's right in front of me, but the traffic is so <laughs> congested. Yeah. I, I just see the ball in the net, and I'm assuming that Josh Dinelli scored. Yeah, No idea. Delighted for him. Even though it technically doesn't go down as his goal, the he confidence he has just now... Gino's in the best form he's been in since he came to the club. Uh, I, I mean, we'll even get to my thoughts with regards to his goal, but I think in recent fixtures... You can just see how he's developed. I don't know if it's this move with sort of hugging Shanklin centrally because he has tended to kind of drift inside and then have he's Mackay basically been our number nine. Yeah, Shanklin's been playing like as Andrew Petrie said in the press conference. Shanklin's been like a nine and a half. Shanklin's been like just slightly off, whereas Gino's just been like play me through. I'm currently got the confidence to be able to either run onto a ball or get the ball down and beat a man. But that's what I was going to say. Like, it was, I don't think his crossing was ever shit hot. So it's no real mm. surprise. I, I, I can remember saying that I like Josh Janelli through the middle as an alternative option. Now, mm. he has to he has to play yeah. there pretty much, doesn't he? Rather Absolutely. than hugging that touchline and being sort of an out-and-out -out winger. Because I think his delivery is not the best. But we've certainly realised that he can finish in, in the past few fixtures, uh, which, we'll, which we'll come on to. But speaking of finishing, I mean, it was to be two with less than half an hour on the clock. This goal comes so out the blue that Laurie Dunsire is talking about Hearts fans being frustrated with the backward passes in commentary. Uh, so much so, Toby Civic receives, just launches one up to the right flank where Michael Smith who's rolling back the years, sneaks in behind Hayden Coulson, a wonderful first touch while the ball's still in the air, opens up the body, and the right wing back uses his left foot to just bend beyond Joe Lewis into the Aberdeen goal, two-zip, cruising, wonderful finish, and by the smug look on your face, I'm going to assume that you were delighted that Graeme Shinney was given that own goal, because I'm going to assume that you did your usual and had Michael Smith first goal scorer. So I am... Um... I'm really happy with the last two games, not just because of the results, but because I've won over £100 on them both. As, yes, I did have Michael Smith as first hard goal scorer. Price? Oh, I can't mind, because I think it was like 22 to 1 or something like that, first Hearts goal scorer. So wow. his odds have went down since I've been doing well off him. It used to be, I remember the days of 2018, <laughs> where he was 50 to 1. I remember those days. They were class. Bring them back. But I... I think this is goal of the season. So die. So die. I didn't think you were going to say that. There's maybe another one that we're going to get to that we'll, I'll remember more, but we'll yes. get to that. But the there's just, there's two moments that make it. The pass from Civic is unbelievable. It's Tremendous. so good. 
But for me, just that wee bit better is Michael Smith's first touch. Oh, stupendous. Because his touch takes it from, oh, that's a really good ball. Let's see what we can do. Oh my God, he's in on goal. He's going to score, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And again, I'm right behind it. So as soon as he took that touch, I was like, this is in. I just could tell by the way he opened up his body. I was like, if he shoots here, this is going in. Just amazing. I love speaking about Gino. When you watch the celebrations back, I love how Gino stops celebrating with Smith when he sees Sibix coming over and just points at him and goes, how the fuck did you do that? (laughs) You just see him say that. Because I think, listen, we spoke last week about James Hill and these big diags and Cochrane loves them as well. And Kai Rolls more likes his wee neat passes. I've never really known what passes Civic likes best. He's clearly just liking big 70-yard rakers and I'll happily take that forever. This That that goal is the epitome of Toby Civic's development this season, yeah. whereby he shut the critics out Tried to concentrate his football. Obviously, helps when you've got that little bit more of an extended run in the team. Yeah. And he's just transitioned from, I mean, Bambi to Beckenbauer, as as far as that goal is concerned. I mean, what a ball. As you say, phenomenal first touch from Smith. And the finish. That finish is better than most of the heart strikers that we've seen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, kicking ball up front for us for the best part of two decades. That's his weak foot. That's exactly (laughs) Honestly, just like Lovely. a fine a fine wine, that man. Um, yeah, absolutely beautiful. And then we're just we're like we're in the ascendancy. Things are going well. The crowd are up for it. I, I, honestly, there there is something about nights under those tiny castle lights. Just yeah. really special. Um, and a special player is Barry Mackay, who bagged the winner against St Mirren in his last time castle appearance. He fancied making it two and two by slides one just past the left-hand post in search of a third. But <laughs> on 36 minutes, one of many a Willie Collum blunder arrives. And not only does he give a, a goal kick yeah. <laughs> from a Robert Snodgrass in-swinging corner after it hits off Liam Scales, but the ball comes off Liam Scales's arm, hand. They later check for a potential handball. And then he subsequently points to the spot after it would have been given an Aberdeen goal kick. Yeah. Uh, you said to me off air that I'm an idiot, basically. <laughs> There's context to that, by the way. Uh, but uh, we don't need to know it. It's no, fine. No, no, I stand by that. How, <laughs> and quite rightly so. How anybody can think that VAR should have been brought in when it was brought in is an idiot. And this isn't you, MacIver. This no, is just what, that's fine. What I was going to say was though, why are you complaining? Of all fans, of all clubs, yeah. oh, we should oh. not be complaining about VAR. What do you mean, VAR to Midlothian? Exactly. And all that yeah. It's oh, been the greatest Jesus. addition to the Scottish <laughs> game there's ever been. Oh God. <laughs> Talk to me. You're you're an advocate of VAR. I wasn't I, I wasn't I wasn't thinking you out, but and this was just... this was a great example of it being used correctly. A referee makes an idiotic decision and it goes Shock no, wait. yeah, wait the now, go and check. He goes and checks and he gives a penalty. I can't believe that there was some Aberdeen fan suggesting 
This wasn't a penalty. Kai Rolls is about to head it back across the box and Scales just takes it away from him completely. Yeah, diverts it. And uh, again, I'll be honest, right up the back of R or whatever it is, I just saw a stramash, so I didn't really see, but I heard... No, I I, I didn't think there was much in it when I first saw it. No, but I heard people... It actually... The shout seemed to come from your bit that people were shouting handball. So I was like, oh, well, there clearly is something in it. And then when they went to VR, I was like, well, a, a decent amount of people shouted for handball. And there was claims by players as well. And thankfully, the, the officials did come to their senses. Um, I, I just... You, you like you just know at this point. You, yeah. you know as soon as it's given yeah. that there is only there is only one outcome. Lauren Shanklin steps up, scores, moves on to nineteen for the season with a big fixture looming. I mean, dispatches it superbly as well. Yeah, can I say? Laces right through it, right in the corner. Great shit, housery. You know, winds up the the following. Thought, he did it for traveling to Gore. Just a hero, an absolute hero. What a guy. It's a real shame that penalties don't count as actual goals, isn't it? <laughs> what a shame that is. Imagine how good he is. Oh, I some player. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking clowns. It's it's a great penalty. I love how varied he is with penalties. Yes. There's, there's an point. element of you get a reliable penny, penalty taker and they end up having a system, so they go the same way. So you start to worry, well... People are going to second guess that Shanklin goes in. I feel like Shanklin's never scored a pen. I might be wrong. People will go back. There's enough of them to watch back. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember the last time Shanklin went the same way twice. That's a good point. I I can't. I can't remember either. Yeah. I I, I don't. I don't think there has. And usually it's right in a corner. I can't even remember down the middle either. I know there probably is one, but. And in and amongst all that, I feel like the Celtic one he scored after the retake was that. Oh no, I think that was to a corner actually. I was thinking in my head, was it down? I can't wait. But basically, it just is great to have him. It's great. It is great. It is great. And and as you say, I mean, if they did count, he'd be, you know, absolutely flying by now. But obviously, that's that's not the case. What a shame they apparently don't count. Yeah. According to some, I mean, yeah, he's still got to tuck them away, but of course, nobody, nobody can recognise that. It's fine. Um, then they score a penalty in the next game that we'll speak about, so that's fine. <laughs> but three 0 up, McIver. Thirty six minutes on the clock. I mean, <laughs> like what? How how did we arrive at that point? Can we get to the next goal? Because that my point on what you've just said is based within the fourth goal. Well, we can. Um, first of all, great touch from Toby Civic. Denies Miofsky up the other end as the visitors go. I know he's done that like, in two big games, two massive blocks. Always, always, and he's always sort of just, just a man on a mission when coming yeah. back and at the box as well. You know, sometimes if we play too high a line, he more than makes up for it. You don't realise yeah. how quick he is over five, ten yards or, or beyond that. Um, but as you say, Hearts fancied a fourth heading into half time. They get so. You know, they get one building out from the back. Snodgrass finds Smith down the right hand side, plays in Shanklin down the line. Great ball. Sent, great ball. Who centers for Josh Janelli, who just dinks Joe Lewis into that far corner. Another great move, topped off with another sensational finish 
Hearts 4, Aberdeen 0. The halftime whistle is yet to be blown. So, I've never really experienced this, but when that went in, most of Tynecastle just laughed. The response was, how, how is this happening? Because we hadn't played very well. There was a 10-minute period between the first and the second goal where we could barely keep our foot on the ball. We couldn't have string two passes together. We were losing oh. it constantly. Out from the back as well. My, my noise was us trying to build out from the back when it clearly wasn't on. Mm-hmm. Something, I'd much rather us keep possession as well as we can higher up the park. That goes without saying. But at least the consolation is if we lose it high up the park, then we've got, you know... Acres of space to try and win it back to then get something going. You're not afforded that luxury when it comes to their final third. So that has your heart racing. But we seem to get away with one, and thankfully we were clinical up the other end. It was ju- it was just so funny. It was like this is great. Their ultras had left at this point. It was 25 minutes into the game. Some of them left, and at that point, I'm like, surely you stay just to make it worth the petrol. Like, come on. What's the living crisis and all that? Exactly. Oh, and again, talking about Josh Ginelli, this goal is just, you know, the epitome of where he's at at the minute. Yeah. Josh Ginelli of 12, 18 months ago thrashes at that, and it's it probably hits the Aberdeen Ultras drum, probably. If, we're, if we're being honest. Yeah. Just come on, leaps and bounds, that boy. I, again, uh, you know, I've said it. He's been our best wide player this yeah. season, even when played through there. But surely, I mean, I see today Barry Anderson said we're, we're opening uh, talks with him. Nielsen I, said that once January's finished, him and Snodgrass are opening contract talks. Excellent. Oh, and actually, you saying that about Snodgrass there, I think Robert Snodgrass sort of summed up this performance. Because some fans were saying that he was great. I thought his passing was piss poor. I yes, thought his passing was erratic. In the first half. All over the place. And it's so uncharacteristic because usually he's just such a neat, tidy ball player. And then simultaneously, guess, he put, for two of the goals, he played a key pass in their involvement. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. But I guess, what does it matter when you know he's contributing, even if not directly claiming an assist? What yeah. a weird. A, honestly, a weird half. A weird game. <laughs> And it would get even weirder, MacIver. <laughs> this, this was, this was just, this summed it all up. So, of course, before we get on to that fifth and final goal, Shanklin was denied a, uh, denied a second. The elusive twenty mark <laughs> after hitting the beans. Smith, Ginelli, Devlin, Mackay, all involved before Gino centers for Shanks to hit the woodwork. However, Hawaii five zero was to be blaring over the tannoy, and God, I have missed that tune playing. Cammy Devlin sends a ball up to Lauren Shankland, which is just aimless. Just a massive <laughs> punt in the sky. He's fortunate to receive it back. It keeps going, persists. That's one thing that we cannot ever criticise Devlin for. His effort, his enthusiasm. Eventually sends a left foot drive past Lewis. Maybe takes the deflection on the way through. He doesn't care one bit. I don't care one bit. Daniel McIver, part of Midlothian 5. Aberdeen nil, and as you rightly say, you know this. When Devlin is getting his second goal for Hearts, his first at Tynecastle, decides that he wants in on the act. 
This, to me, just speaks volumes about where Aberdeen are defensively. Right, several things on this goal. Number one, you can tell by the way that the squad reacted to him how together this squad is, how delighted they were for him, and that's amazing to see. How Number much he wanted it. Yes, exactly. Number two is that mid-celebration of this goal, my dad turned to me and went, I knew he would score because that's how weird this game is. I was like, <laughs> even Cammy Devlin will score. And finally, me and my brother celebrated this like it was a derby goal. He physically <laughs> jumped into my arms and we were going, me- as everybody else was like, yay, <laughs> and clapping. Me and Kier were losing our shit. I was so happy that he did it in front of me as well. Oh, like, of course, it's all about you. Get I that li- up, yeah. I literally was thinking that. I mean, I've seen both his heart goals in the flesh, but you know. And you've had Benny score both his at your end. Oh, and that's he's true. your vision. Yeah, that's true. So I've got Cammy at mine. So happy from he celebrated it like it was a derby goal, not just oh. a meaningless goal at the end of a battering. No, I, just... I know exactly what that will make to him. That will have meant the absolute world. He's been craving that. Yeah. I'm so happy for him. I'm so buzzing. And it just put the cherry on top of the cake of the funniest performance ever. I, uh, it really did. I mean, even like latter chances, we could we could talk about like other opportunities. Or Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? But what I was going to say was, this this just capped off a wonderful evening for me. Never mind Cammy Devlin's goal. So, 89 minutes. Hearts killed the game off. You know, it, it was it was done at halftime. Yeah. It, it was done after the second, really, yeah. if, if we're being honest. But I watched the highlights back, and just as Jimmy Sanderson is mouthing off about so was that. Hearts, hearts keeping a clean sheet, so was we then looked to concede and tossed that clean sheet away. But Vicente Pizouin is ruled offside. Despite Marley Watkins finishing his cutback, the goal doesn't stand. Five goals, three points. Just brilliant. That, uh, and as much as I've been so anti-VAR, I was, I was pissing myself. I was thinking, yes, it has been worth it. Introducing it 12 games into the season does make sense now. That was sensational. As soon as it went... VR's checking for us and I went, this is going to be disallowed because it's one of the games. I was just going, nothing please, went for please, thinking, please, please, please. I was terrified Clark had broken his hand because Clark went absolutely ballistic at conceding and punched the post twice. And I was like, mate, I get it, you want to keep a clean sheet, but it's fine, run, it's all right, calm down. And then it actually got disallowed and I was like, if he's bust his hand on a goal that didn't even count... Ahead of the derby. Yeah, Yeah. it was fine. Just an absolutely fantastic night. And they are apparently our main rivals for third. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. I mean, that's what, nine points clear of Aberdeen in third now. They are signed fifth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, Livy in fourth, who we go to on on Sunday. Is that it? As good as done for you? I think if we beat Livingston, yes. I, I think if we take a point... That's fair. That's fair. Maybe I should say if we don't lose. Just because I'm thinking in my head, they've got a game in in hand. If they win that and they beat us, it takes it to within a point. I don't think Martindale and Livingston would be able to keep a run going 
as much as we would. But listen, you never know. Livingston clearly look like the team that will give us the most problems out of everybody because the St Mirren team who are very well drilled, we took four points at a possible six. No way are you about to tell me that Darville are beating Aberdeen as we're currently recording. Well, I was just going to get the Scottish Cup up um, and I just see that Darville are currently beating Aberdeen. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Jordan Kirkpatrick on 19 minutes. Wow. Now, obviously, everyone will know what the final score was when we yes. release this, but, but bloody wow. hell. And speaking about Scottish Cup games... Well, well yeah, I, I was going to say, because David Martindale's leak, or the leak of David Martindale going absolutely bonkers at his Livingston players, is a must-listen. <laughs> that man is a national treasure. What a hero. That is funny. But I was going to go on to the rest of the cup uh, and I couldn't get it up. I just saw the scoreline there. It was just bamboozled. So apologies. Stay with me. Um, yeah. So in the Scottish Cup, of course, the early kickoff on the uh, Saturday was Celtic beating Greenwick Morton by five goals to nil at Parkhead. Countless other ties that I'm just going to run through, McIver. There was yeah. no real shocks, but it was just to get your thoughts on some of them. Arbroath nil, Motherwell two. Uh, Dundee United beat Lowland League side Stirling University 3-0 at Tanadice. Uh, St Mirren progressed on penalties after a 0-0 draw uh, after two hours against Dundee. Uh, and another side that progressed on pens were Partick Thistle, who got the better of League One leaders Dunfermline on spot kicks. Uh, Livingston, like we alluded to, actually fell behind away to League Two side Stenhouse Muir, but recovered to win 3-1. Alwa lost to Falkirk 2-1 at Recreation Park. Hamilton Ackes got the better of Ross County uh, on penalty kicks, 0-0, perhaps the least surprising scoreline of the entire weekend. Uh, Kelly squeezed past Dumbarton late on, courtesy of a 91st-minute goal from Jordan Jones, and 1-0 was also the scoreline uh, as Rangers got the better of St Johnston at McDermott Park in the late game. I think uh, the, the three main games that stood out to me were Stenhouse Muir doing so well for a half against Livingston. Livingston obviously ended up turning it around and winning quite comfortably, but you could hear from that David Martindale outburst that Livingston were not doing very well at all. Um, it was St Mirren Dundee, wasn't it? It was. Dundee just don't know how to score goals, apparently, including penalties. <laughs> so maybe they are actually hard to score. <laughs> but that was hilarious and funny, even though it was St Mirren benefiting from it. It's I was about funny. to say that there was no one in that tie as yeah. far as Hearts fans were concerned. It's still funny. And <laughs> basically, I think... As you say, it was quite a boring round in the sense that everybody kind of beat everybody, except for Hamilton beating Ross County. That's a big result for them. One that, we'll get to it, benefits us. But <laughs> it just showcases how much of a shit show Ross County are. How far they've fallen losing Reagan, Charles Cook and Hungbull is insane. It really is. I, I, I think it's evident now for most non-old-firm teams Perhaps with the exception of us, really. If you take out two, three players, you're asking a lot, yeah. unless you've got replacements directly lined up. Yeah. Um, and it's a fear that, that County don't. And I also see Jordan White's potentially even for a six-figure something to St. John's. What is that? What's going on? can't believe that. I mean, I, I, I don't mind Jordan White. I think he's all right. But he's, he's fine. He's hardly going to bag you 15, 20 goals a season. Six figures is insane. Six figures is insane. But there you go. Enough about Jordan White. Speaking of... Teams that are Jordan White. We move on. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey you like that? Hibernian <laughs> versus Hartford Lothian at Easter Road. 
the third Edinburgh Derby of the season. Yep. The tie of the round when it comes to the Scottish Cup, although maybe not the scale of the round. Um, <laughs> so, uh, from that match where we battered Aberdeen by five goals to nil, Robbie Nielsen, unsurprisingly, stuck with the same team. Um, again, back three of Kai Rolls, Toby Civic, and James Hill in front of Xander Clark. Uh, Robert Snodgrass and Cammy Devlin, the midfield pairing in front of them. Michael Smith on the right. Alex Cochran on the left. Janelli, Shankland, Mackay in attack. Are you happy to see an unchanged 11, MacIver, given that the Tinker man usually does like a wee tinker? I was, and I I found it interesting how split the fan base was before the game. I think when the team came out, everyone was like, yep, that's absolutely fine. But the, the one position I seemed to be debated about was, should we start Kingsley? Because Kingsley was back and has been, obviously, historically, fucking excellent in Edinburgh Derby's. <laughs> um, I personally thought, no, Keep the unchecked. It's very harsh to drop anybody out of five nil when, but especially even if we're just going from the game itself, I was like, I'd rather have Kingsley come off the bench than what I saw a lot of people suggest is that we drop Civic. I'd rather have Kingsley come off the bench than Civic or Hill or Rolls. So I was I was delighted with the team. Um, I was I will say we didn't speak about Aberdeen because I didn't give a shit about them, but the Hibs team, it was. I was a bit worried in the sense of I would have rather before the, this is before the game. I I would have preferred having Stevenson at left back for Janelli to run on against Port oh, Ace, undoubtedly Port Ace in midfield because it would have meant that their back four wouldn't have been as concrete. But I still thought that our team, if we turned up, we'd have no problems. I didn't expect to. That to, not, like that. to not turn up and have no problems. But from the starting 11, I was like, yep, very happy with that. That's, that's, oh, sorry, mate. I'm just trying to get the, uh, the Hibs team up, just as yep. you say. I think because... I can remember it if you can. Sorry, right, I've, I've, I've got it. So it was David Marshall in goal, back four of Chris Cadden, Rocky Bashiri, Ryan Porteous, and Marianne Chabria. Midfield three of Josh Campbell, uh, What's the new fella's name? Jago. James Jago. James, James Jago and Lewis Stevenson at central midfield with Aidan McGeady and Ellie Yuan supporting Kevin Nisbet up front. Did that say Kevin Nisbet? Well, this yeah. is the thing. I'm just, so, I'm just, check, just checking he was playing. Sorry. So before the game, I heard that he might not be playing due to a bid from Millwall. And it turns out okay. that was true. Oh. He, never, he was never there. So fair play. Yeah. Enjoy oh, Millwall, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> I know, Christ. That's, imagine that. You go from Easter Road, where there's next to no fans every week, to potentially the most hostile fan base in Britain every <laughs> yeah. week. You reckon what I do? Good luck, good luck down there, Kev. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unchanged. Um, in terms of the start, interesting, to say the that's, least. That's one way of putting it. Um, Josh Campbell hit the woodwork after six minutes. Uh, Aidan McGeady scampers off down the right-hand side. But the midfielder's back heel hits the post uh, after he tries to catch Xander Clark out of the near stick. Um, Lauren Shankland would try his luck from range after a Cochrane throw. Uh, but nine minutes, McIver, before we took the lead. Uh, so obviously, you know, just cutting however long it takes to to make that breakthrough. Obviously, 15 minutes, not good enough yeah, midweek. True. Yeah, um, now, now down to nine. So be interested to see what happens uh, Sunday. Um, one nil Josh... within two minutes as 
fucking we score an own goal. Scott Pittman. Yeah, exactly. George <laughs> uh, Gelli's filled on the right flank. Robert Snodgrass sends in the resulting free kick. I can't see shit from the south stand. <laughs> <laughs> there. I said it. I can't see anything. <laughs> I, I assume it's Josh Janelli that shoots. I see the net bulge. <laughs> Pandemonium from there on in. Crazy. Absolutely so, brilliant. So, this was really, this was a bit unique. So, I was watching on Hearts TV because I did you all a favour. Didn't they go Easter Road and it fucking worked. So, I'm never going back. But, there was, Meanwhile, I have to keep going. Yeah, exactly. As was well documented online, there was issues with Viaplay the commentary. So for this first 15 minutes, there was no commentary. It was just crowd noise. So I was having to just rely on that and see what I was watching. First of all, well done, you fucking idiot. Poor Ace in your last derby. Just let the ball go out, mate. Just let it go out or head it out. Why is he trying? I don't know what he's trying. To flick it over Gino's head and try and get round him in time to then clear it? idiotic foul to give away. Gino's not got the ball at all. And then Snodgrass, Snodgrass's ball in is so good because oh. it's not deep enough that Marshall can come out for it, but it's not... In such not, a unique area. Yeah, that Marshall goes, I need my defence to get rid of this, basically. yeah. Rolls does really well to put pressure on Portis, so Portis can't cleanly head it, falls to Gino. And we're speaking about his confidence. I don't think he would have the confidence a few months ago to hit it first time Not like a chance. that. Totally agree. It's such a good hit. The way he keeps it down low. It, if it isn't for Marshall in goals, hitting him on the back, it comes. It would come back out. It's hit so hard. Just an amazing goal. I went insane in my living room. You went insane in the stand. So undeserved up until that point, but oh, they're the best. <laughs> Honestly, I've, if this past week has taught me anything, it is I'm so thankful for when we're not at our best, but still score and win games. It's just that makes it all the more sweeter. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Yeah. You can dominate games as much as you want when you're supposedly deemed up against it or you're under the cosh. When, when the other side is in the ascendancy and then you just hit them, take it away from them, there is no greater feeling. The best Arby's are one where you either blitz them for 90 minutes or you're shit for 90 minutes and still win. Oh, superb. Um, but Hibs, to their credit, tried to come back, tried to cause us problems. Aidan McGeady looks to catch Clark out of the near post, but the keeper pans off to his right-hand side. Prevents him from doing so. Josh Campbell heads wide when it looks easier to score after a McGeady cross. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say about Aidan McGeady is, I know he's obviously kicking on. What is he, 35, 36 maybe? I thought he was 38. I don't think he's he is 38. though. I don't think he is. I'm finding out right now. He is what? 36. 36, <laughs> so, there you so go. So in, be- in between the two that we suggested. So, well, I say 35 or 36. But- oh, true. Either way, my point was, whilst the legs aren't there, he's not got that same blistering pace. I do still think he is a threat. I, I, I think he, I think he does carry enough of a threat. I thought he was the best player in the first half. Okay. Um, but we have, we pass up a great chance to make it two 0 McIver. Hearts burn a great chance, great chance. The wing backs looking to combine as Cochrane crosses for Smith. 
but he just sends such a tame left-footed effort into the gloves of David Marshall. And that's one of those where if we don't take our chances later on, you sort of dwell on that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the pitch was a fucking shit show, right? The Rhodes Park used to be all right. It used to be quite good, and now it's an embarrassment. I have no idea what's <laughs> happening. I think Smith Neither is... Neither Yeah, exactly. I think Smith is worried it's about to bobble, so he doesn't want to put loads of power behind it because it could bobble up and he hits out the stadium. So I think he's... I think he's almost expecting it to bobble, so it he'll just guide it in, but then it doesn't, so he just kind of passes it to David Marshall. I just oh that 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 annoyed me, but again, like I can't really criticize Michael Smith because I love him bits. Yeah, I, I want any other player really to just get yeah. some conviction through it. But in saying that, you know, a couple other opportunities. Half opportunities really in that first half. Shanklin sends a left-footed effort from range over the bar. Lewis Stevenson balloons into the travelling support. But we go in at halftime, 1-0 up <laughs> against the run of play, arguably. But what were your thoughts with regards to the first 45 as a whole? I think I said that the biggest positive was that we surely can't play worse than that. Now, I have went back and watched the full game oh, have you? again. Because I always like to watch derbies without the kind of worry attached to it. Because normally in a game, when someone misplaces a pass, nine times out of ten, you're like, oh, that's a bit annoying. Whereas in a derby, you're like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. He's misplaced a pass. We could could be (laughs) adamant that they're going to go up and score. So you can often, in the moment of a derby, be a bit more critical of people than they perhaps deserve. So watching it back, I think I can kind of go, right, Hibs were the better side, but Xander Clark only made one good save. That was really it. I will say, and again, this is a week of positivity, but I think an objective negative was Barry Mackay in that game. Spot on. He was on. he was so I think that's the worst I've ever seen him play. We've got a cheek to call Kevin Nisbet a passenger. I think the pair of them got a taxi to, I don't know, Shanghai or something. I don't think he was a passenger. He was a fantastic addition to the Hibs team in linking up. Because, and it continued into the second half. I cannot believe how long he stayed in the park. I'll praise Nielsen's subs when we get to them because they were fucking excellent. For the most part, they were very good. Yeah. Well, in this game, I wasn't a fan of the Aberdeen game. we're, we're, We're past that. The Hibs game, they were excellent. But I couldn't believe Mackay stayed in the park for that long. He was so bad. But you're thinking, if it's gone this bad, and Hibs cannot play better than that. That is Hibs at their very best right now. And we go in winning. But in saying that, Hibs did come out all guns blazing, looking to immediately half the deficit at the start of that second half. Eli Yuan, who I thought looked far more menacing on the right-hand side, yeah. up against Alex Cochran, surprisingly, sends one in the middle, but Clark palms before Snodgrass can boot clear. Um, I mean, Shanklin sends an effort straight at David Marshall again. He motors with the ball for ages, given he receives from Barry Mackay outside the Hearts box. I think that was the last pass Barry Mackay successfully completed, I if I'm honest. So, yeah. Um, and then Yuan shoots straight at Clark again after taking Cochrane on, getting the better of him. But there's a chance for me, McIver, that I've won as well. It's not a chance as such, but there's something happens pretty much bang on the hour mark. And this, to me, just typified Hibbs' performance. 
Ryan Porteous has a goal from range, right? It's a routine stop for Xander Clark. But this just sums them up. Like, you can have all the possession that you want. Yeah. You can register shots. Everybody wants shots, ideally, to hit the target because, needless to say, you, you want to score. Yeah. But if they're not in threatening areas, are they really of any no. importance, significance? As I say, I think in this game, as a 90 minutes, Xander Clark made two good saves. Every other save... I would expect any level of goalkeeper to make. Yeah. Because most of them are, by the time they get to them, they've almost stopped. And it's like, yeah, Hibbs can have however many shots on target you want. Yuan can do his skills where he doesn't really move past Cochrane. He loves a fade, doesn't he? Oh, he a fucking fade. loves a fade. And then, and then nothing come of it. Like Why the final, he hit the the final product more? just, I know, Unbelievable. missing that final product. And I think a part of that was that Cochrane got booked early on, so Yuan knew that and was like, right, come on then, touch me. And Cochrane was like, shit, I can't touch him in any yeah. way. So that allowed that. Hibbs, and again, I want to speak about it more in the final whistle, but it's like, well done. You at home kept the ball more than us. <laughs> that should be a fucking minimum expectation in a derby. And they were celebrating that as if, like, therefore, we've claimed the moral victory. Well Honestly, done. I know. Football fans, really, what do you ask for? You ask for every player to kind of give their maximum effort and probably to dominate proceedings at home. Yeah. Really, if we're being honest. Hibs finally have that, and all of a sudden, everything else is just seemingly forgotten about. It's unbelievable. It's um, insane. Another routine stop was when Chris Cadden was the next to try his luck. But again, as you say, I mean, Clark bats it away with, with relative ease. But 20 minutes from time is the moment that we've all been waiting for. Oh, I, I, I was nearly in tears. James Hill sends in a wonderful long throw, cleared as far as Snodgrass, who sends it out to Hill on the right flank yet again. Another great, wicked delivery, but it's to no avail. And Hibbs then look to catch Hearts on the break. Tammy Devlin wins it off Yuan. You see Hibs fans moaning for a foul that never arrives. Rocky Bashiri heads clear, but only as far as Lauren Shankland, who plays a 1-2 with Stephen Humphreys off the bench, scoops onto the big man's chest, evades Campbell and Cadden, and the number nine does what he does best, receives the ball, smashes beyond Marshall. The heart-standing skipper gets the better of Hibs' club captain. And finally, McIver, we've seen it. A striker that has scored 20 goals in one season. The best part is, it's still January. He's become the first Hearts player of the century to score in his first three Edinburgh derbies. Poetry in motion. Scoring at the scoring his record-breaking 20th at the ground that he got his first. Some penalty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This... Get the admin a pay rise right I now. I know, I know. Excellent. Great Excellent. Work. Listen, I'll be honest. When Bashiri heads that ball away and shouted where to touch it, I was shouting, let it go for a throw-in. Just, it's fine. It's going out. I, I, I can't remember seeing a moment like that for Hearts for a really long time. And I'm by seeing, I mean, I got to watch it from outside of it, if you know what I mean. Because 
Kingsley's free kick at Hamden, I'm right in there with it. So I'm just losing my fucking shit amongst the fans. The last be- one's probably Templeton at Anfield for me. Yes. So that's exactly the what one you I was going to compare yeah. it to, where we, I'm watching on a screen. So I get to see every aspect of you lot losing your shit. <laughs> Shankland tri- doing, and I'm glad people have picked out on Twitter, doing the tribute to Robbo, doing the what arms out wide. Civic shushing the fans, Snodgrass going mental, Devlin trying to pick up Humphreys and Humphreys laughing as it <laughs> happens because that's not the way that's meant to go. Just a, like a truly iconic moment now for us. Yeah. As obviously, we are younger fans to a lot of our listeners and to a lot of the, the fan base in general. This to me is. The next two goals, this and the next one, are going to be some of the most iconic moments I can ever think of. Just, we've actually had it. We've we've seen a striker score 20. It's fucking insane it's taken us this long, a quarter of a century and more. But just, and it's also, it's not even that it was a penalty. I love that, that Shankland did the hips fans. He, He did the VER symbol and pointed to the penalty spot after the goal. And just... All the criticism he got from Hibs fans, this made-up thing that it's like, oh, well, they don't count as much. He he goes, okay, my 20th will be my best goal that I've scored, period. It's amazing. And Humphreys, what an assist as well. Just a a simple wee touch. Excellent. Bosh, perfectly off in his path. I I, I was at the derby with one of my good pals, and, and he reminded me of kind of John Sutton's layoff for Andy Webster. Yeah. Down mm-hmm. that down that same end. It's got that yeah. sort of similar feel where the link-up is just absolutely pinpoint. Um, two things for me with regards to what you were just saying there. First of all, I wanted us to win 1-0 and it to be the most controversial penalty of all time, Shanklin, <laughs> to stick it away. That's just, <laughs> that that's, just, that's, that's just the way that I am. But secondly, I'm with you because, I mean, Maroon Tinty sets... Maroon tinted specs, sorry, summed it up better than me after the Aberdeen game than I ever could. And I, I took the tweet. It said there would be something wonderfully poetic about Shankland hitting the 20 goal mark this Sunday at the scene of his first competitive hearts goal against the perennial victims of the last player to reach that milestone yeah. in Maroon. It's, it, it, it is. There's times, right? Just, I, I never thought we'd see the day. <laughs> I know. I really didn't. There are moments where you almost think football scripted yeah like the two that come in my head immediately there are my united win the champions league where Solskjaer scores a goal and the aguero moment when city win their first league right yeah there's almost moments where you're like that can't have happened accidentally somebody's written that and it does feel like that was and we'll get to what happened later on that also feels like a moment one of them as well but just if you asked Hearts fans, who would you want Shanklin to score against? How would you want them to do it? And in what competition would you want it to happen in? I think they would, every Hearts oh, fan yeah. would say, Shanklin to score at Easter Road to not hit Hibs at the Scottish Cup. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. He'd later get sent off, but we don't want to he talk would. about that. <laughs> he would, but fine. I mean, Rocky Bashiri leaping up after that challenge for a second yellow, just tells me everything that I need to know. It's never a yellow card in a million years, and that man is a diving cheat. I will say, because I genuinely do feel this, I hope he's all right, because that looked horrible. 
That I've watched it back now with Jordan's film as well. You see it. He's it's not been confirmed what it is. As somebody who's had right knee problems before, it is a pain that is ungodly. And I genuinely do hope I I don't want to sit here after we rightly gave out to Hibs fans about the Craig Gordon situation and then for us to turn around and do the exact opposite. Fair I, point. I hope he's all right. But it what I, I saw, oh, I feel really bad. I really do feel. I think it was this is my story actually. Who said, Civic is the defender that Port, Portius and Rocky wish they were. They wish they were this calm, cool, collected centre half who can distribute the ball, but they're not. So they need to turn and rely on false things, hot feet, hard man stuff. Yeah, all that part. I do hope he is all right though. Not from a Hibs perspective, just from a. a you never want a Hib, a player to a have human an perspective. Like yeah, you don't want that to happen. Because Hibs are anti-human. Uh, speaking of Hibs, Ellie Yuan would hit the post, but as you've you just touched on him there, the icing on the cake. After going through a couple of minutes yeah. earlier, <laughs> he, that that man, he was a man on a mission. Toby Civic and Stephen Humphreys exchange a one-two in the hearts half, and he just keeps going and going and going. Motors on a heavy touch actually sets himself. Perfectly, yeah. It does. <laughs> to just it to does. just think over the onrushing David Marshall, the celebration is quite frankly elite. And as he said so himself, it's just a cheeky chip, isn't it? <laughs> this is what I'm going to say first to the people that booed him onto the park when he was substituted on at Tin Castle those months ago, and to the the, the coward who was right at the back with me when Sibic and Cochrane were sat in the box after they both got sent off at Celtic Park earlier this season. We sat there and he waited until Civic went down and then shouted donkey at him because he wouldn't do it to his face. I hope that... I, I like to think Civic was doing that celebration to them as well because... I think he is, you know. I think he is and he's fucking right to do it because... Right. Listen, yeah, Civic was really struggling, right? Civic was really struggling before Robbie took him out of the team. But you support your own players. You never boo them onto a park. You never insult them when you're hiding behind a wall because they can't see you because he's a man mountain, so you wouldn't say it to his face. Isn't it amazing what happens when you get behind players exactly. rather them? Exactly. That Zurich game made Toby Civic. That night where everyone was chanting him and he's just went from strength to strength. He said himself a couple of weeks ago that he scored in the... New Year's Derby, but it was disallowed and he was gutted because he immediately started shushing them then as well, but then it was disallowed. I was I was so happy for him. Robert Borthwick said on Twitter where it was like, that's going to be one of the most iconic derby goals ever. A centre half when we're down to 10 men making a, a defensive block in his own box and then running 85 yards to chip it over the pensioner goalkeeper who is who is nowhere near as good as they make out to be. He's been very poor in every derby we've played in so far against them. It's just, I was so happy for him. Yes, partly is because he won me 75 quid, right? But <laughs> even take away that, I thought he was man of the match. I thought he was fantastic and he so deserves that moment. I, as you say, I mean... I I was sceptical earlier on in the season, had my doubts, but I'm certainly swallowing humble pie now. And it tastes all the better knowing that he's proved me 
many others wrong. Just well done, big man, and deserved your moment. A great finish in front of that barrel load of Hearts fans that were just going absolutely ballistic. I th- honestly, I love I love that celebration so much. Yeah. That is that is exactly the type of wind up material that I'm after. And that's it. That's all she wrote. They the are Nell, fucking awful, man. Part they of the are so three. bad. What is the? I, saw... I was just concluding there, MacIver, but on you go, mate. Sorry, I, I, I'm I, just. No, no, I'll just pass it over to you. I saw some folk on Twitter, Hibs fans, going like, "Lee Johnson can't survive this to Derby tweets and so in such quick succession." That's unacceptable. That's what all your managers do. All your managers get beat by us. That's your fucking role in this situation. There was a thread on Hibs.net, which has been doing the rounds, which is hilarious. Where is a it Hibs the one that fan, Scars posted? Yeah, where a Hibs fan was like... Glorious content. The only... Th- un- it's not a natural order. It's an unnatural order because there is almost no other rivalry in the world where the clubs are this evenly matched in all other aspects, but the derby is so one-sided. It was lovely to see how angry that made Hibs fans. <laughs> but just, they are terrible. They are so bad. And that is now, again, another little cherry on top of the cake. Obviously, you had the whole thing about you needed Nielsen to win a derby at Easter Road. Yeah. Not only has he done that, but there's a very high chance that he has now condemned Ryan Porteous to seven derbies, zero wins. Incredible. And he was instrumental to this loss as well, which just makes it all this weird. It, it would be great to see Porteous Nisbet just dash off in this window and then they are done. Like, they are screwed. Just amazing. But he'll probably still keep his job. And I get it. Weirdly, I get it. Because he's not the root of all problems. He's a problem, right? He said after the game that we played really well, but inevitably we lose. That is that alone is a sackable offence, right? <laughs> he can come out with that and still be in a job at this time. What is this? 10 to 9 on the Monday night. We've not heard anything from down lock in way. It's unbelievable. What but a guy. He's hilarious and part of the problem, right? But Pep Guardiola could go in under that stewardship of that club and still no do much better. Listen, Frank Lampard could be at a job soon. It just oh, it's, it's, honestly, they they are like the Scottish Everton. Eh? It's just yeah. like the managers supposedly can do no right, and yet they don't look at the fact that the board are killing that club. I'm all for it. Oh, it's, it it's great to see. Um, so that was it in regards to Aberdeen with Hibs. We've got Livingston away at the Tory Macaroni on Sunday. I, of course, will not be there. I vowed to never return. I'm still not going. <laughs> I've, I've still got the fear. Um, but the most hearts thing would be have the best week of our lives, and then you beat one 0 off a screams. Thing. It screams one 0 living. Yeah, like Jason Holt or yeah. Stefan Omionga. Omionga. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. Absolutely. What What are you thinking with regards to the weekend? I would play the exact same. No, I wouldn't. I'd make one change. Which would be? I'd drop Mackay for Humphreys. Interesting. I've seen a lot of talk of this online because I I like the big man. I think we're going to have to try and shoehorn him in. Yeah. Particularly for, obviously, Aki's in the next round, given that Shankland will, of course, be out. Yep. What would you then do? Would you have Jelly supporting the two? 
Gino in the 10. So don't change the back three, five, whatever. Just right. have, because just now it's basically been Mackay and Shankland just in behind Gino. I would yes. just have, I would switch it from a two in behind one to a two one in behind with two. one in behind. Yeah. So Gino okay. just in behind and the kind of 10 drifting. Humphreys can go out wide as well occasionally. He's fine with that. And he can allow, shift the big fella as well. He's so fast. It's unbelievable how quick he is. So I'm fine with him kind of having a wide berth. Just basically saying in the three of them, just do what Paul's you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would Score do prediction. I'm sticking with the draws because every time this season nice. I predicted a draw, we've okay. comfortably won. I'm going to go one all. I think Shanklin will score. And I think... Who's that boy that keeps going, the left back that keeps scoring against us? James Penrice. Oh no, Christian Montano. Montano, last time there. Yeah, Montano always seems to score against us. So I'm going to go Montano and Shankland to get the goals. What about you? Nice. Uh, I probably will go on each. I'd, I'd take one each. I don't think that's the worst result at all. And that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. A, a way to probably and possibly our nearest rivals for third. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's the worst result. Although, in saying that, I mean, they've picked up, what, four points against us. We're unlucky at Tynecastle. I, th- I think they'll be right up for it. I, I, don't think a, I don't think a point's the worst result through there. Fully agree. Fully agree. But, finally, we can conclude with the quiz. I'm going to be sharing this because I'm yeah. not thinking about this kind of stuff no. at all. Nobody is. I mean, this took me virtually all afternoon to create and it's possibly the worst five questions you're ever likely to see. So, Matt... My head's up my arse. I'm elsewhere. I don't care. We're living life. We're loving life. It's been a wonderful week. Uh, and this could be an absolutely shocking quiz. But we have got a true or false in there. Yep. We have not got a multiple choice for once. Don't know why I've done that. Bloody hell. Uh, but the other three are kind of general. And a who see, am I? See if one of these should be multiple choice. I'm going to kill you. Interesting. Well, maybe I could have made this first one multiple choice. Oh, God. Sunday's 3-0 was Hart's first win in the Scottish Cup at Easter Road since Christian Nadi and Gary Glenn scored the goals in a 2-0 victory back in January 2009. But what I want to know, MacIver, is who was sent off for Hibernian that day? 2009? Yes. I don't think I could name you a Hibs player for 2009. <laughs> Should I get the team up? I gen- Yeah, do that because I genuinely was right, Kevin okay. Thompson still playing for them then? I know. <laughs> I, ge- I like legitimately, I don't think I could name a player. Right, okay. Hold on a second. Uh, Stephen Fletcher was away by that point. Let's just have a look. Uh, right, okay. So the Hibs team was. Right. Oh, God. Maka Lambie, <laughs> uh, David Van Zanten, uh, was it Chris Hogg, right. Rob Jones, Ian Murray, oh. Johansson, who I don't remember at all, nah. Saul Bamba, oh. John Rankin, Lewis fucking Stevenson, <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> Stephen Fletcher, and Derek oh. Riordan. Oh, Fletcher was still there. Interesting. Right. <laughs> I'm going Stevenson. I was Lewis Stevenson fucking playing. I'm going with the lower averages and I'm picking either Riordan or Murray just because that's them. My initial reaction was Ian Murray. It'll be Riordan, but I'm going Ian Murray. 
The correct answer, MacIver. He wasn't away by that point, as you initially suggested. Stephen Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher. What did they get sent off for? Thirty minutes. I'll get the. Uh, I'll get Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Uh, Hibbs were then dealt a massive blow to their ambitions when Fletcher was given a straight red card for a clumsy tackle on Christoph Berrer. Bloody hell. There you go. Fair play. 2009. That's unbelievable. That's wild. 14 years on. Jesus. But then again... Stevenson's still there. (laughs) Flying away. (laughs) Then we draw them just every year now, so... Getting beaten the Scottish Cup by heart still. Fair play, you Lewis. Without scoring. I mean, I wonder yeah. if they won the possession battle that day. Ah, exactly. Moving on. I've kept on going with this sending off theme. Oh, Lauren Shankland broke the 20-goal mark before two yellow cards, meaning that he'll miss the match against Hamilton Ackies in the next round. But who, Daniel McIver, was the last Hearts player to be sent off in an Edinburgh derby? Who was the last Hearts player? Yes. Right. So, we've not had anybody this season... Apart from Shankland, obviously. Um, last season, Joe Neal got sent off in the semi-final, but that's nothing to do with us. <laughs> oh, God! Ugh. I was I... pretty proud of this question, to be fair, because I was struggling. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. I can't for, think... what, for what it's worth, I got it wrong, just to say. Okay, <laughs> I was great. doing my research, so... I'm going to assume... Surely we've had somebody since him. Right, I'm going to go with this. I don't think it's right, but I Uh can't think of another one since. But was it Callum Patterson in the All-Star game? That's what I thought, McIver. I I thought it was. Yeah, who is it? But we had somebody afterwards. Blase Augustine on the 16th of February 2016 in our fifth round replay. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, he did. I was literally speaking about that next week. Eh, last week, sorry, he did when I was doing the Augustine quiz. He did. There you go. Yeah, so he, let's, he got exactly, a double yellow. He was, he was in there last week, so let's move swiftly on because that game shall be erased from all our memories. Yeah. Um, true or false? Right. Sunday's match is the biggest margin of victory that we personally have ever seen Hearts win by at Easter Road. Yeah, because it's 1997. So, yes, true. True. Hibs haven't lost a derby as heavily at home since January the 1st, 1997, where the Jam Tarts swept them aside by four goals to nil. Yeah. Nice. You are redeeming yourself, young man, in this quiz. Come on. You're off the mark. One referee. (laughs) (laughs) Hearts smashed Aberdeen 5-0. As Craig Brown was set to take over from Mark McGee as Don's manager back in 2010, can you name three of Hart's four goal scorers that day? 2010, right. Yeah. Kyle, Kevin Kyle. Incorrect. Fuck. Right. <laughs> how many how many chances do I get? Uh if we won five nil, give me five chances. Right. That's okay. one already gone. Right, okay. Did you see January 2010? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Shit, I'm thinking of the wrong season. Oh, yeah. I I thought it was 10-11 season. Right. uh, So the 9-10 season. Callum Elliott. Incorrect. Fuck's sake. Right. (laughs) You used up two. Uh, It was the 10-11 season because it was... uh, Sorry. December 2010. Sorry. Oh, okay. So it could have been... So how the Kevin Kyle or Callum I know, I know. That game. What the fuck is this? Right. 
By the way, it is still 1-0 Darvel. Jesus. For what it's worth, Kevin Kyle started. Callum Elliott was brought on as a sub for one of the goal scorers that day. Oh, fuck off. Eh, 10-11. Was Rudy here at that point? I can't even fucking remember. Was Rudy here at that point? I don't know, was he? I'm going to go with Rudy Scatchel. Of course it was, McIver. Ah! <laughs> he bagged a brace that day. Right. I've got oh he bagged a brace, right? I've got yes. two more to go. Well, I said three of the four goal scorers. So yeah, you've got you've got yeah. three three guess well, yeah, two two guesses from your two. Yeah. Right. I'm trying to fuck it. Temps was in that team. Temps was good at that time. David Templeton. Is correct. He bagged right. the opener. Right. Who else was in that fucking team? <laughs> So you the got, problem is, you, I can, you got one more to get. I can There's just two, two remaining goal scorers. This should have been multiple choice. This should have had a list of them Pro- all. Probably, probably. I can only think of defenders in this team now. I'm like Andy Webster, but it won't be Webster unless he's going for a fucking corner. Uh, Andy Webster wasn't even in the matchday squad. So there you go. Right, I'm going out on a limb. Novakovic. Is correct. Very good, MacIver. Buzzing Very that. good. So David Templeton opened the scoring after five minutes. Rudy Scatchel scored after nine. Stephen Elliott then bagged one on 51 oh, minutes. Oh, I should have got Elliott, man. I'd before, said the wrong Elliott. This is wrong Elliott. Before Scatchel on 58 and Novakovas wrapped it up on 78 minutes. I'm buzzing with that. Five, I am that, delighted. That was, that was impressive. So two at your four, heading into four. The, the Who Am I? That's a success, I'll take it. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> right, so your Who Am I? I began my career in Belgium, where I was born, before signing for Hearts in Robbie Nielsen's first spell in charge. I scored my first and only Hearts goal and a six-goal thriller back in October 2016. After leaving the Jambos, I returned to Belgium before being loaned to another Scottish side who the men in Maroon have played recently. I would go on to play in France, Azerbaijan, Morocco and Bulgaria, one of whom I would represent internationally. Who am I? I have a name. I worry if I've made this too easy. What was the fact about 2016, sorry? I scored my first and only Hearts goal in a six-goal thriller back in October 2016. Right, no, it's no him then. Who are you thinking? I was thinking El Hassanui. But I was like, was uh, he the old, with the old Morocco link? I think we signed him from Holland. Was it not? Was it not Sparta uh, Rotterdam? I or something can't like? mind. Because uh, that was the thing. I was like, was he Belgian? Technically, like, <laughs> um, I scored my. I suppose right. I better get this man's. I was about to say, I need to think yeah. of questions. You've actually given me quite a lot in the clues. I know, I worried if I'd made it too easy, but apparently not, so that's good. I can't think of a single Belgian player that ever played for Hearts, though. Unless I'm being stupid and somebody's just got to, like, <laughs> immediately say it. <laughs> right, tell me the clubs he played for. Right, okay. That, oh, I, I think this is asked. a waste of a question. Uh, no, I worried that you'd ask this question because you should get it from here. Right, so CS Vise, St. Troiden, Hearts, KV Mechelen, Hibs, Beziers, Carabag, Muludia Ujda, 
Levski Sofia, and he currently plays for Vize in Belgium. Right. Obviously, the only team I'm paying attention to there is Hibs. Yes. Again, I've got a name in my head, but I don't think he's Belgian. So I need to think of a question that I need to ask. I don't think this... If I have a name in my head, I'll see... You did, you did, hear, you did hear the last clue, though. I'm no. going to play in France, Azerbaijan, Morocco, oh, and Bulgaria. Yeah. Yeah, one of whom would, I represent would, internationally. Yeah. Yeah. The, so only, the only person I have in my head, I don't think has ever been associated with Belgium, though. And I don't know where he... I know he played for an African nation, but I don't know if it's one that you listed. Okay. This is not my guess. Uh-huh. The only name on my head, I didn't even fucking say his name, is Faisal Reyes, right? Right. That is okay. the only name I have in my head. But I don't think he was associated with Belgium ever. Okay. So, right, I don't know if I want to limit it to a position. Because the... Oh. So he oh. read. Sorry, keep asking. What was the yes. what were the countries that he could have potentially represented? I would go on to play in France, Azerbaijan, Morocco, and Bulgaria. One of whom I represent internationally was Riaz Moroccan. But El Hassanoui was Moroccan, I think. Was he? Was El Hassanoui Moroccan? I think El Hassanoui scored. Another goal, though. I think El Hassanou scored in the championship season. And he scored his one and only goal. I don't Reyes ever scored. <laughs> this, has got, this has got the cogs turning, I like it. I know. I have no I memory like of Reyes ever scoring. So I'm going to discount him. He's fucked right. off. Okay. El Hassanou. El Hass is giving you a bit of bother. I know, <laughs> because I can't remember what nation he plays for. I feel like El Hasadoui, he got an assist in the Cowden Beef 10-0, but I feel like he scored against Livingston, which might be why you've brought it, because we're playing Livingston next. <laughs> oh, fuck off. I need to think of another question. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate you for this. Oh, this is brilliant. The Hibs thing is also... Oh, wait. El Hasadoui never played for Hibs. Right. <laughs> so it's no him. The other name I had was Boozied, but Boozied didn't play under Nielsen. I swear I used Boozied. <laughs> I think you have used Oh, yeah, I guessed Boozied ages ago. Right. The second question is... Yes. When did he play for Hibs? That's a stupid question. Why am I wasting that? He returned to Scottish football in January 2018, signing on loan for Hibernian. Oh, MacIver. MacIver, MacIver, MacIver. The only other name I have in my head now is Daddy Swanson, who is, who is not Belgian, Moroccan, or French. He's about as Belgian as we are. <laughs> exactly. Right. I cannot think of anybody else. So even though I don't think it's right, I'm bringing back, he's coming back through the door, the wee prick, after loving it. Doing what Noah Kenna did on Twitter. Faisal Reyes, if that's even how you say his name, come on down, I choose him. And you've chosen him because that is the correct answer. Yes! Get in! <laughs> that wee prick has done I can't believe, I can't believe that you were going to talk about El Asnaui or Boozy. I thought, I've got him. I've finally <laughs> roped him in. 
El Hassanui. Was he not Algerian or something? I think he was Moroccan as well. But was he Moroccan as well? I, I thought the fact that he played for Hibs would give it away. I was like, oh, that's easy. But in my head, I was like, when did Re- Reyes fucking scored for us? Yeah, so hold on a second. I'm just checking El Haas. El Haas was Dutch Moroccan. Oh, okay. Uh, and Faisal Reyes. Uh, he scored his first goal for the club in a 3 3 draw with Inverness, Caledonian Thistle on the 29th of October 2016. If my memory serves me, Bjorn Johnson scored twice for us that day. Oh, damn, Ken. No. David Raven and then Dumbuya put them 2 0 up. Johnson and Reras pulled us level at two each before Aaron Doran, I think, is that right. the third goal? And then Arnold June, 16 minutes from time. There's a player. So there's there a go. player I can like and respect. And Johnson. I like Johnson. Johnson's I like Bjorn Johnson as well. But yeah, so there you go. Face out Reras. 9 5. Oh, no. I knew I shouldn't have We're both in a good run play. here, by the way. We are. We're, run, we're running out of hearts, players. I know. Even <laughs> though how can we be running out? Exactly. Even if we but, just use the last four years, it's been about 97. So. But I just thought Edinburgh Derby theme played for both clubs. Yeah, I thought, fair oh, play. I can't, be- I can't believe that. I literally thought I got away with it. I literally putting him to the I side. Was so, I, was like, yes. I was so like, he's gone. But then I was like, I literally can't think Bastard. of anybody. So I'm not going to say no because you've been burned by that before. <laughs> where you just don't guess anybody. So I was like, if it's wrong, it's or you wrong. discount somebody and just have another wild yeah. train of thought. And the pressure it gets to you. It and does. You just, you just think you just like, oh, I'll just shove a name out there and hope. And this whole time I was thinking, I was oh. checking the Darville Aberdeen score. It's still 1-0 Darville. Oh, my God. How long gone? 68 minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, thank God Tottenham have taken the lead. Because I was considering putting a Fulham Darville double on. I've quite fancied Fulham at home to Tottenham. I thought, if that comes in, having not put it on, I, w- I will kick myself. Bloody hell. So right. hopefully Spurs can hold on. That's good news. Fair and hopefully right. Darville can hold on and dump the Dons out. Cheery by Jimbo. And I'll get 40 quid if they do, because I put £2 on. on them. Come on. Eh, £4 on them. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Darville, you lovely... Bunch of Ayrshire men. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I couldn't remember where they played at all. But anyway, we hope you've enjoyed this shambles of an exciting, happy episode. It's been a lot of fun to do. So if you have, please let us know. Leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Massively helps. If you've been watching it on YouTube, leave a like, comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. You can get us on social media at Perth to Paisley, Perth to Paisley at gmail.com if you want to fire us over an email as well. Adam, where can they get you on social media? Uh, people can find my Robbie Nielsen apologies uh, all over my socials at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, mate? I am at DMCIVER22. We'll be back next week on the eve of the January transfer window closing to discuss all the, I think it, like, it's just, there's too much. There's a potential Callum Patterson incoming. There's Livingston fallout. There's previews of 800 games that were coming up. It's going to be amazing. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Morning, Jai team!